Welcome to Credit Union Conversations Podcast with your host, Mark Ritter, a forward-thinking CEO who excels in helping credit unions, small businesses, and real estate investors succeed. Join Mark as he explores current trends, interviews industry experts, and get fresh insights on optimizing your operations and delivering the best possible services to credit union members. Hello, everyone. This is Mark Ritter, the CEO of MBFS, and I am the host of Credit Union Conversations. Uh, As I talk to you, I am wrapping up 2022, and this will be our first episode of 2023. And and really, we wanted to kind of give a wrap up 2022, put a bow in it. And, And joining me today is the COO of MBFS, Jeff Lyons. Jeff, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you, Mark? Great. It's always nice to have my fellow MBFS people on the podcast because you're easy to schedule because I make you be here. So that's that is absolutely correct. That is absolutely <laughs> correct. Is right. So, but I always enjoy the conversations as always. Yes, of course. So as we talk about this, it is late 2022, and this is getting dropped just at the beginning of 2023. So as people will be listening to this, I have just come back from Penn State's Rose Bowl appearance, uh, and I'll be there with my daughter. So hopefully, I wish we could edit in uh, the score and how much of an ass-whipping Penn State gave to Utah, but uh, we, we don't have that big of a budget, so. We'll see. And you, since you went to Rutgers, I don't have the schedule in front of me. What, what bowl will they be participating in? Uh, they'll be in the home bowl, sitting home, watching the Penn State game. I, I guess the good news is that at least they get to rest up on any injuries, though. So That's right. We're ready to come back next year. You're, you're focused on basketball season right now. so Right. Yes. Right now, it's a good basketball team, and, I, and I'm all in. That is great. Great. So let's talk 2022. You, have you ever seen you, – you've seen the movie Full Metal Jacket, right? Of course, yes. Great movie. And I kind of equate 2022 to f- the movie Full Metal Jacket because the first half of it was the greatest story ever told, and it was awesome. And then the second half, you're like – this kind of sucks and it's a little slow. We should have just ended the story halfway through. I would have been good. So that's kind of how I feel about 2022. We had some good times and then it sort of tailed off to where we are today. So would you agree with my analogy or uh, you you were good with uh, the second half of 2022? Uh, no, I, I agree 100%. You know, we were doing well the first half. Everything was going along quite nicely. Um, looked like we were having, a, a like I said, a good banner year. And then before we know it, it was like the lights went out and things turned real quick and we saw a little bit of a downturn. Now, we're still doing well, good in business, but um, it's completely different, right, with the liquidity issues, which we'll get into, and, and um, the rising rates environment. It really caught people surprising, like off guard a little bit, I think. Yeah, do you, do you know what when I when I did the industry's numbers? Because uh, if people don't know, one of the things that I do is I take the the NCOA call report data out and really scrub it and do some micro analyzing on just a for the business loan data. 
And the piece that caught me off guard was, you know, the first half of the year, if you weren't making loans the first half of the year, you're never going to make loans. You're just not very good at this and you should probably find something else to do. Yep. And the second half slowed down a lot. But if you just look at those second half numbers, historically, they're pretty good. So kind of tell people the story of MBFS and kind of what our year looked like. Sure. So, you know, we had a banner year. The, our, we have a team of, of relationship managers, and they booked over $400 million in loans this year, which was a great year for us. But as you said, a lot of it was, kind of, was front-loaded. We had um, borrowers. We had sellers of properties. Everyone kind of started to take a step back and got, it seemed like there was a lot more nervous energy out there and a lot more of a, a, a wait and see approach in that like really August on is when I really started noticing it. Um, looking at the uh, credit team, we could see that they do a good job underwriting the loans, but that kind of slowed down in their pipeline. And, and it's at a, a, a good steady level, but we could see where it it dropped off, like down down like almost down a whole level of what we were going for, what was happening as as like gangbusters and keeping really busy on the credit underwrites. All of a sudden, there was like breathing room, you know, and and that's the best way to put it. We're still busy, but there's some breathing room now, and there's not that that ultimate urgency to get things done and go on to the next one and the next one and the next one because you've got a whole huge pipeline. It's definitely much more manageable. Do you know, I told people early on that with the numbers that we're doing, my biggest fear was bursting up our staff for the peak of the market and then having that pullback where all of a sudden we're overstaffed. Because I just had a an inkling that that first half numbers were so good and so fast and so large that when the interest rate raises finally kicked in, we would be busy, but not blockbuster like we were. And thank, I, I, I almost feel good that we're back to normal just because I think it paces our staff a little bit better and, and we're probably more appropriately staffed now and, you know there's nothing worse and, and you're i think you're really seeing that in all of these tech company layoffs everybody says we overstaffed we overstaffed we overstaffed and now we're having massive layoffs for normal times and if you really look at a lot of their numbers the numbers are pretty good they're pretty busy but you, you they they just a lot of places explosively hired um, you know, you know this as much as anybody else in the mortgage industry. We see it in the mortgage business. You know, when boom times are booming, they staff up, and unfortunately, now you is when you see it, and there's layoffs. So, what what are you? What are you? Any more thoughts on the staffing side? Yeah, we had it. You know, we're doing a good turn time on the credit. So, uh, let's talk credit team underwriting. Uh, we're doing about six, seven days of turn time to get those loans in underwritten and back out and we shoot for about seven you know five to seven days generally um 
But the team, in talking to them in the first half of the year, felt like they were under a lot of pressure to, to meet that number. Um, and now they're meeting the number, but they're still doing the, the base number of lo- underwrites that we kind of see they should be doing, right? 10, 12, 15 a month. Uh, per underwriter, so we're still getting that number done. In the past, you know, some of these guys were 18, 20, 24. They're really pushing. So our staffing levels at that point, you know, like you said, if if the first half of the year continued on, we would have probably been looking to hire some people. But kind of feeling that this couldn't go on forever, we kind of maintained our levels. And, and like you, I'm glad we did because now. We've got a good staff level um, for the department, and it looks like uh, we can sit at this level for a while. Yeah, it and and it's ironic when we talk about slowdowns because you know what our slowdowns, our units are generally down maybe ten to fifteen percent from from the peaks, um, which which is hey that that's a that's a reduction and you know. But it's I really think it's much more sustainable in the in the industry. The crazy thing is when I really dug down into it, if you just look at our second half numbers and extrapolated that over the the, the whole year, it would have been a, it would have been a record year for us. So yeah. it's slower, but it's more much more reasonable. So yeah, it's kind of a new normal, and you know we we also. I'm not say we forget, but we we don't really attribute some of it to our growth of client base, right? We 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 keep adding clients, uh, and we're adding you know good clients who are active, and so now we're you know we're we're as busy or busier than we've been, but it's because we do have a, a larger client base who are active in the lending community. So we're gonna role play for a minute. Okay, I'm going to be a business lender, and I'm a damn good business lender. So, and you're going to be chief lending officer. Okay, mm-hmm. are you ready? Yes. Hey, hey, Jeff, how you doing? I'm so excited for committee. We're ready to deal, make some loans today. Uh, yeah, we are. We're always ready. So, you know, I got this guy. He is our best borrower. He has been with us forever. Financials are great. You, you, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it, we've been to his place. We've talked to him. He, he is great. Never missed a beat with us. So, he has this new deal. And we, we it, it's about $10 million. But... And, and he wants to bring it to us. He loves us. He loves his local credit union. All we got to do, I figure we can do it. And all we got to do is we're going we're gonna to do it and then just sell 90% to other credit unions. So what do you think? That's easy enough, right? Uh, I'd say hold your horses. You know, we have this liquidity issue in the, in the, particip- in the credit union world right now. And they've kind of done a retrenching where participations is not their their main thrust right now. So, you know, alone with $10 million, you're telling, you know, we've got to sell $9 million of it. What borrowers... But it's, uh, a good de- it's a good deal. It's a really good rate. I mean, we were doing... De- this deal, this rate is 7%. It's a really good deal. Okay. That's a good... Yeah. We, could pro- we can sell that. We're going to have to work really hard to get that sold. We're going to have to... All right. To- and see. 
so yeah we, ha, uh, how many times uh have we had that conversations in the last six months or you have had that conversation mm-hmm. uh 50 60 times easy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's a crazy time, you know, and, and, and what I did and I was at, I when I did my quarterly numbers, what I found is that commercial participations declined 20 percent in the second half. And I was actually stunned that it was just that low. I thought it would be a lot more. Yep. You know, it, it went because it, it when you live in our life, it certainly feels like a lot more, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I mean, we're, we're we come up against this every day, and, and we went from oversubscribing on loans to is hello, is there anybody out there? <laughs> you know, yes, like, we need some help here. So what we've done is we've we've just had to be a lot more proactive and and taken um, a better stance of, of hey, let's talk about these deals. Let's let's put more information out there, and and. The communication with the with the credit unions is what are you what are you looking for what are you willing to do right because now it's a it's like a buyer's market they can kind of be a little picky and choosy. What 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 I've said is you know we're going to find out who our friends are now. You know this is an industry of cooperatives, individually and plus working with each other, and it's really if everybody just retrenches for their own individual self interest. It becomes a death spiral. I, I really believe that. You know, if I only if I retrench and you retrench, neither of us are making loans. Right. But if a group of us can get together and help each other, you know, so so what's been some of your points of advice for people who 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 need to sell or want to sell, but also when when they look at participations? Yeah, I, my my discussion is hey this is a two-way street right you people know who's buying your partic- their participations and, and who's who's in that market and they and they have a long memory some of them and they you know I've had the conversations with some that say you know what I'm gonna buy some of this because this guy's been good to me and he's bought some of my participations in the past and, and this is a good deal Yep. Yeah. And and I think that's how we we all need to take it is that it's not a perfect, you know, it's not a perfect marketplace. When everybody was swimming in deposits, everybody was more than happy to buy the 3% loan. Now, you know, we 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 really need people to come together to buy the 7% loan. Yeah, the part of the attraction for me in the credit union space beyond, you know, really helping your community is that cooperative spirit that comes in the credit union world where you that you don't necessarily see in the banking world, right? And a lot of that is this participation where, you know, everyone talks to each other and it's a sharing of assets and loans, if you will. We need to continue that and keep in mind that, you know, we do need to cooperate and it's going to go a long way to helping everybody. Like you said, if I retrench and you retrench, neither one of us are making loans. So... Let's work together and work that out. Yeah, it's been interesting. And and sometimes I feel like credit union business lending or even some credit union lending, it's kind of like people in the stock market 
when things are bought, when things are soaring, they want to buy. And when things are going down, they want to, it's when they want to sell or do nothing. When time and time again, we've, it's been proven you should do the opposite to maximize your interest. You know, portfolios still, e even with the slowdown, we, we've been averaging 20% growth in commercial loan portfolios for credit unions. And it's consistent as can be. And you have a family that's in the mortgage business. It is, when rates are up like this, it is slow. It is yep. really slow. And you, can't, you can have the greatest product in the world and it's gonna be slow. Yeah, and, and you know the runoff. These these mortgage companies they can't replace the runoff in the, in the mortgage industry. Um, yeah, but but that's why I love that now is this is the time right now where I really think is the time you should be lending into the marketplace, and for one particular reason, when people are struggling. If you can make a good, comfortable decision in a little bit tougher time, when inflation is high and rates are high, they're gonna be they're gonna be just fine in the good times. Hey, when, when rates are low and the market's hot, it's easy to make good loan decisions. Now you can make. I think this is really the time you can make better loan decisions about the marketplace. Yeah, like you said, you know, it's what do they say? All ships rise and high tide. Um, you know, you're right. It, it, this is the time where where you kind of find out who you are, and 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 people remember that going forward that you were there when they were having a harder time finding loans, right, and, and becoming a partner of yours. So. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, one of the pieces in the recession right now, it, it, and, and I'll call it, we're in a recession. Well, you, you, you can do whatever you want. You know, history is going to say, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to classify right now as a recession. Credit quality right now is increasing, but it's really increasing to what I would call a normal range. One of the things that worried me over the last two years, and I can't tell you how many times I've had this conversation, our delinquency is zero. We've had this program and never have had a delinquent loan. It's always been zero. And I usually want to respond back to that. Well, you're not making enough loans. <laughs> you, yeah. you've walked you've walked over how many loans uh, that you could have made. Yeah, the um. It's a funny thing, right? Because that's a good thing, but you know it's coming. You know it's coming, especially with the rising, with the rising interest rates. And like you said, we're in a recession. So what you have to do is maintain that credit quality. A lot of times, you, you it's going so well that you kind of start to see uh, the banking or lending and just commercial lending is a uh, is a roller coaster. It's up and down. It's good times and bad times. And if you're if you're consistent in your credit quality, uh, you'll you'll get through those peaks and valleys just fine. Yes, you're gonna have you know increases in delinquency. A lot of things can happen, but what you want to do is minimize that, and you minimize that by not making 
silly loans in the good times because you're like, meh, it, it's fine, right? Rents are, rents are always going to go up. The value of the property is always going to go up, something. Um, that's not always the case. Like the, the, So many times, Mark, you know, we look at these delinquencies and, and you, you're like, I can't believe that happened. Well, look at us in the industry itself, right? Did we expect this liquidity crunch and, and with rising interest rates and, and inflation all at the same time? You know, who knew when we were planning and, and budgeting for 2022, that never came up in a discussion, right? So. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and delinquency has risen at the beginning of the year. It's really, you know, overall for the for the industry, it's gone up, you know, nearly 50 percent. But, you know, I, I, I'll say it, it. It's kind of like when COVID increases from when it's virtually zero. You know, it was virtually zero and delink credit business loan delinquency has increased till right now it's about 47 basis points for the industry. And old timers were like us, if we say the industry delinquency is 47%, uh, you know, we're like, hey, cheers, that's great. You know, wow, that uh, that's a good, we're in great times if the industry delinquency is 40% basis points. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, like you said, we've been through this a couple of times and it's like, this is nothing. Like even, even you know, interest rates going up to where they kind of should be is the same thing. It comes down to the basics of communications, keeping your eyes open, watching, like you know, for NSFs. That's the easiest and first sign. You know, if you've got borrowers that are starting to bounce checks or bounce payments or, or payments are getting returned um, or even, you know, if you can watch. Our payments, if you had a borrower that paid always on the first day the loan was due. Well, now it's, you know, a couple months was third or fourth day, and now it's like the seventh or eighth day, and he's that's when he's making his payments. Okay, there's, you know, get in front of that. But communicate with your borrowers and talk to them and do your site visits. And, you know, it, that's the other good thing about the credit union. You're in your community. Be aware of what's going on in the community. You know how how are how's businesses? What are you seeing in that area? Uh, what are your members saying? You know, you know, one of the hardest pieces that I have had, and and this year delinquency has just been so rock bottom. But when you have delinquency issues at your credit union, it really sucks because it can take a, it takes a lot of your time, a lot of time for workouts. But, you know, one of the hardest concepts for people to do is to hammer down your business member and be very strict with them before delinquency. If it goes 45, 60 days, it's over. You know, that's not the time to, to, be, to be. But when it comes to paying your taxes and getting your financials in so you can review the loan and being a hard ass about NSFs and like you said, in the other pieces of monitoring, that's where healthy portfolios are ahead of the curve when it comes to delinquency instead of, you know, dealing with a member when they're 60 days past due. Right. You know, that's and, too late. And, yeah. I mean, you have a great background with the SBA. And, and, and that's one of the key principles of that is being in front of it as opposed to just waiting and sitting on your hands. So, yeah, I mean, that's like, like you said, that is exactly where the SBA wants you to be is, is know your bar. Right. And be in front of it. And 
get it before then, you know, and the SBA is really good about, you know, do you need to do some kind of modification, you know, just just make sure you have a valid good reason for it. And that holds true with with any type of loan, you know, help your borrowers out. You're not, you know, last thing you want to do is take back a, a property or a business. That's not what you do. You make loans. So I'm gonna put you on the spot. You know, what was your favorite part of 2022 for for work? And uh, what was your favorite part in your personal life? And uh, what are you looking forward to this year? Uh, you are putting me on the spot. Uh, you know, I, we did a great job this year uh, on getting the teams working um, cohesively together. We had a uh, we had a deal for student housing properties. Uh, the borrower, the you know, the principal. He, he was a big investor. He had over 60 holding companies. Um, and this request came in, and there were some changes to it, and we had to get it done really quick. And, and you know, the credit team, the, the underwriters really, you know, all hands on deck, uh, managed to get each of those holding companies spread and analyzed, you know, as a team that got this loan done completed within seven business days and that you know this is an outlier um got the rm to get his credit memo all in order and was able to get that into the the credit union's loan committee on time so that we can get this loan closed uh quickly um the borrower was so impressed you know he's been back with four or five different loans uh since then you know so that that was a good thing, seeing all everyone working together. You know, as as the manager, senior management, it's always good to see that. You know, we're able to pull something off like that. Again, like I said, it's an outlier. It's not something we normally do. Is 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 you know get these things flipped around. But this one was was one that had to get done quickly, and, and we managed to get it done. Um, you know, on a, on a personal note, uh, my son Connor was uh, got married in November. Um, and that was just a wonderful event uh, locally here over in New Hope. And, uh, you know, uh, even though I'm the uh, the father of the groom, uh, uh, there was still a lot to do and go and be involved with. So, it, you know, 2022 took up a lot of my time, but it was, you know, a joyous event. And, and it was a pleasure to, to be involved at that level. So that was my personal triumph this year. So very excited about that. What am I looking for? Going forward, you know, I want to see business-wise. I want to see us, you know, do a good job, help the help our borrowers, you know, help our credit unions and their members uh, make good loans. I, I want to keep the, you know, keep up on on those current trends in the lending industry. You know, where are rates going? You know, what's the best way to to position ourselves? Uh, I'm looking forward to, we're having a lot of conversations with new credit unions, and I'm looking forward to continuing those and bringing some of them on board. Uh, you know, will will some of our credit unions expand their portfolio? Eh, with the liquidity, I'm not so sure, but we can expand and grow as we bring in more clients. So that's kind of what I'm looking for for 23. How about yourself? You know, I, I really enjoyed 2022 in that it was a time that did not have PPP loans. <laughs> and I just felt like these PPP loans distracted everybody from, from their core lines of business. 
and I just felt it was great to go back to back to I'll call it normal, and then focusing on our biz, our core lines of business. So I was really pleased with that. And my favorite personal thing was the times that I get out on our small lake with my boat in total silence, just me and fishing. I, I could do that, you know, and, and I've, I've kind of heard this stand up routine where, you know, people can, women don't realize that men consider nothing an activity and just <laughs> being out on that boat, fishing, quiet, nothing was, is just so relaxing for me. Yeah. There's something to be said about a good silence, right? Yes, absolutely. And my daughter just came home from college, so that silence is no longer applicable around my house. <laughs> but, but really, this year, what, what I'm looking forward to is bringing credit unions together now that, it's times, that times are a little bit tougher. Our job is easy when everything's perfect and the economy's perfect and low rates and deposits are plentiful, then it's easy. This is where I think we can really shine on bringing credit unions together when it's a little bit tougher. So, yeah. all right, Jeff, any parting shots before we wrap it up here? No, uh, you know, I'll give you this one. I, I am going to root for Penn State and the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl is probably my favorite bowl. I think it has so much pageantry and history to it um and it, it's one of my uh my goals is that rutgers someday makes the rose bowl so uh, i'll be rooting for penn state yes and uh when rutgers makes the rose bowl we can both go out on our jetpacks across the country to see them <laughs> come on well look they so. might play ucla when ucla comes into the the, the big 10 so that is true they will be playing in the rose bowl soon enough that i count that as as a rose bowl trip so <laughs> so, well, for everybody listening, I hope your favorite college football team had a successful season or they will have a successful season coming up. Uh, Jeff, thank you for joining me. I, I've really enjoyed uh, your, your time here and, and, and working with you. And uh, 2022 was a great year, and I look forward to, uh, to see what the next year has for us. Thank you for joining us. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast network. Tell your friends, tell everybody you know uh, to listen to Credit Union Conversations. Pass it around the office as a little bit of free education. And thank you, and we will talk to you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Credit Union Conversations podcast. Have a question? Visit markritter.com for more information.